we going? We talking? Yeah, we're going. Oh, what's up? This is the Heavyweight Podcast. Yes. Back again like we never left. It's been a while. It has been a while. It's, uh, yeah. Uh, homeowners now. Yeah, leveled up. Leveled up. Very different. So last time you you talked, we you heard our voices on uh unhappy. Yeah, <laughs> happy as fuck. Unhappy. <laughs> now it's uh fatherhood and um which was, it was fatherhood before, but it, it's fatherhood on top of being homeowners and, uh-huh. and 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 figuring things out. Truth be told, it's fatherhood in space to let your kids go be kids. We're like, hey, yeah. daddy wants to sleep. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, again, I am, what am I, am I Stutter McFly now? Uh, you gonna ask me who you are, nigga? <laughs> <laughs> Stutter McFly, a.k.a. Flow Sicker, a.k.a. Um, AB Positive is what I call myself. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and uh, I'm a rapper, uh, sometimes uh, comedic, sometimes deep in wisdom. Snapping. Uh, sometimes uh, <laughs> I, I'm a father. Sometimes I'm a photographer. No, sometimes time, time I'm just... a nigga. Not sometimes you're a father. All the time. <laughs> so, <laughs> as far as what you see, you might get. You might. I'm talking about as far as what you visually or visually see on my social medias. You'll ah. see my fatherhood. You'll see my my photography. You'll see me uh, uh, be a dog lover and no. owner. Um, yeah. And uh, right next to me, to my left, is uh, it's me, Kevin, Kevin Wendell, or. What was I? Dulo the masterpiece Dulo way the master, back yeah. when I used to Deuce rap. Quattro. I used to used to rap. Oh no, we don't go through my nickname. <laughs> There's like 37. Yeah. And like I, I'm gonna tell you this. I I take offense when people t- say you can't make your own nickname up because I made every single one of those up and I, people accepted it. I was like, maybe I'm different. Maybe I'm different. As did I. <laughs> I. I made up every nickname. It just happened to be the the stutter one stuck. Yeah. That's so it's all making up things and then someone you know that shit fish you and then it becomes. Yeah, thank you. Your moniker. I know myself. Yeah. I don't need nobody else to tell me my nickname. So cool. We're on the same page with that. Yeah. Uh, I'm uh, sometimes comedian. Not lately. I haven't been a comedian at all. Uh, TikToker now with my 800 video, yeah, I, eight, I, I, eight I, videos. Eight videos. I peep your TikTok. I, I, I haven't de- delved deep into it. I just barely uh, got my feet wet in TikTok. Yeah. I'm not in it because people be telling me how to do stuff and I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. All I know is green screen. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's it. I don't even know green screen. <laughs> I just know I share. I like to share like stuff I'm doing and I think it's dope that I can put videos together that I've been sharing for years and I can just yeah. throw them on TikTok. It is a good platform. Good editing. Yeah. And then other than that, I ain't nothing. Father, worker, you know, that's that. That's who I am. But we're done with the pleasantries. Everybody knows who we are now. Uh, they know how we started this. Do we know? Let's repeat how we started this. How we came up with the heavyweight and everything. Uh, we started this. It was an idea a while back to uh, to. I think we were talking about like touring, weren't we? Touring, and eventually it was a tour for our, our friend that had passed away, Tajour, friend and brother that had passed away, Tajour. Yeah. And uh, he used to go by the rap name Heavyweight, uh, Big Tig, and. I remember mm-hmm. talking to you about it and saying, you know, it would be dope is if we did like a rap slash comedy yep. tour and call it the heavyweight tour. So we kind of transitioned from the heavyweight tour and now to say heavyweight podcast and still yep. recognizing him and uh, bigging him up because even though our families have a history, which we'll probably eventually get into, um, 
we met through Tajour, yeah. but it was still funny that our families have a history. No, yeah, I was just talking to my neighbor about that. I was like, man, that's like it's weird because like we should have known each other way back yeah. before. <laughs> so um, we'll eventually get to that, yeah. I think. So, but uh, for now, yeah, that's the reason why we came up with the heavyweight podcast was uh, to. To big him up and, and, and to still represent him and show that he still yeah. matters and means something and that he's very impactful in our lives to this point. Yeah. And I think he would be really proud and, and honored to know that this still is still happening. Still yeah. moving. We try to make this go big. Yes. So we need y'all. I don't even know who y'all is, yeah. honestly, but hopefully it's y'all. And share. hopefully we can still share wisdom just like how he gave us wisdom. We can share wisdom with you and help you through whatever yes. you're trying to get through us. As far as if you're trying to be a comedian, a rapper, et cetera, oh. homeowner, all that. Oh, like, getting into that part is going to be fun. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Because, like, I feel like we're going a different direction, probably. When I do comedy, like, when I go do comedy, like, a lot of younger comedians see me and they're like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah. And I'm like, that's cool. I ain't been around. But I've been around. Like, I've seen some shit. You like, see I've it? been within this. And, like, maybe I didn't reach the heights you think. And that's fine. But I've seen the inner workings mm-hmm. of this shit. And it's different. It's different. <laughs> and you, and the, even with not necessarily being in the forefront of it all, you get to see the inner workings and you see, okay, that's what worked for them. Yeah. That's why that works. Yep. And uh, a lot of the new guys might not necessarily know that. So it, it doesn't hurt to share wisdom if yeah. you can. So. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. don't just, I, I'm not, I'm not going to share the wisdom like that because some people go up and run and tell people wisdom for fun. Yeah. It was like, nobody asked you that. You don't have to go give it unsolicited advice yeah. in this setting. But in this setting, this is our setting. So you're going to get what you get. Yes. So uh, where should we start? Should we start off with uh, home ownership? Fatherhood? Uh, I'll let you take the uh, t- the lead on that. Uh, you could. I love home, home, home ownership. <laughs> Let's put it that way first. Because okay. it's, like, it's almost like a flex. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is a flex. Like, I know that sounds petty. But that's one thing. And then it's like it's an investment. At the end of the day, like if I stay here, like if I can't give the kids nothing else, by the time this is I'm done, this is theirs. Exactly. Like in that in this state, shit, that's a pretty good investment. That's a good start. Yes. That's a pretty damn good start. And that's it's amazing because uh, with home ownership, I think it's dope because uh, as, as many of the black people I know know, growing up for me, that wasn't a big it wasn't emphasized that why home ownership was important. It was yeah. just kind of like, well, we, we just got by. rented. Yeah, you we rent. We thought renting was just how it was supposed to be. And then you don't realize you're throwing your money away when you rent. And yeah. like, but that was the norm. So like, to do something that like, my dad never got to do as far as own a home and give give that to my kids down the line is a dope feeling because I, I didn't yeah. know about it. I didn't, I didn't know that it was actually opportunity and you don't realize that with, with uh, property and owning property or you get equity and that oh, equity that push shit, up yeah. and you go, man, like I, I've had my house for right under six months and it went, I paid just under 392 yeah, that's and now my equity is over 500,000. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> so, I so hate it's like you. one of the things where I got in an up and coming area and I don't mean that, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I got into an up and coming area, and to see that equity jump so fast, like yeah. it went from I paid this much to I'm already over two hundred thousand dollars. That's outrageous! 
in, with, in less than six you months. You picked it good. You picked it good. So it's like it's dope. And I just found that out like maybe two or three weeks ago. I just looked. I said, yeah. oh, my God. It's it's over 500000 right now. The house is worth over yeah. 500000 That's half a mil. Because I think I'm <laughs> like 450 right now. That's crazy, man. 450 and I like one dude sold his for 500 and I was like how the fuck you pull that whatever I don't care I don't care the housing market is uh, yeah. crazy right now but that's a it's a crazy feeling to know that but the other part of it sucks yeah they don't tell you that part the yard work and then we both bought new mm-hmm. building the the, yards. the yard oh my god concrete is expensive that's why it pays to know and uh, and barter. It pays to know yeah. people that got connections and happen to be landscaping in the landscaping business, stuff like that. And if you're actually friends with them, they might actually work with you. Yeah. Shout out to Maselli Tupo for, for helping me out because when some of these dudes talking the crazy-ass price, they were talking coming to my door. Yeah, I talked to those guys, and that's who I was with. So, shots out. When you, when you know people, it helps. Yeah. Trust me because I... Yes, it hurts. Yeah. It hurts the pocket real quick. Yeah, instantly. And you go, oof. Uh, that's why you, you get why people uh, kind of wait out in some of the new builds where they'll be like, I'm going to just wait for the, uh, the the model home to go up. <laughs> <laughs> the lawn's done. Yeah, everything's already done, and I'm just paying for and that. Then you can negotiate. Hey, there's already wear and tear. People have been in and out of here, the, yeah. the, 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 the tra- foot traffic and all. You pay a little more, but it's fine. Yeah. It's a lot less work. Yeah. Oh, it's so much less work. Nobody tells you that, but that's fine. It's good to know. We're telling you that. So if you go buy. Yes. If you buy new, it's right now buying new is the way to go just because you don't have to bid against anybody. It's and just... bidding sucks. <laughs> I had to go through that, and that's why I ended up in a new bill because mm-hmm. I went through many a bidding war, and people have money in cash, and they're willing to pay a ridiculous amount yeah. over asking. See, we went vastly different routes. Yeah, we should talk about that. Yeah. Vastly different. Because mine is, shit, I went to the damn military and was like, oh, you guys are going to let me go buy a house for nothing? I'm going to use that. Like, yeah. I'm using that. How much do you want me to put down? Zero? Okay. Yeah. Like, I, I bought a house with not a dime. Like, I was broke. <laughs> but, <laughs> that sounds dumb as shit. But whatever. It worked out. I wasn't, I guess, not bad enough to mm-hmm. not buy a house, but. Like, I didn't go through that. Like, I didn't do the bidding war thing because I was just like, when we did it, we were looking at houses and we were going to stay in Chino. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, all right, let's go look at houses in Chino. And you can't, I'm not going to go look for somebody's house. I'm going to go look at where there's something established where mm-hmm. I can be like, all right, what's this price? What's this, 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 $600,000 to live in Chino. No yard, no nothing. And I was like, that's insane. Let's go to Beaumont and see what they got. And then we came out here. I was like, I'm not diving in the bidding war. I'm not doing nothing. Because with the VA, you get a set amount. Mm-hmm. So no matter what it is, that's what you got. So how am I going to bid somebody without having extra cash? You know what I mean? Yep. So I'm like, okay, you got 417. That guy's going to bid 480. I lost. So I didn't even want to go into that. Like yours, you busted your ass and went and got some money for a down payment. It was like, what's up? Let's do it. Yeah, and uh, the thing is, it was... I had to come up with a certain amount, but it, since it was a, what was it, a FHA loan? Yeah, the first time. First, first time, time buyers, yeah. yeah. Uh, we went in, and we had to come up with a certain amount. I believe we had to come up with like 
five thousand for a down payment. Do they lower the percentage you got to put down for a first time buyer? Then they do, okay. and, and then you get incentives um, depending on what builder, what certain build, all builders have their own uh, way of doing things. So when you go in, you can tell them, you know, this is what I'm trying to do, and then and like there's like certain routes you can go with yeah. credits and all that. So with me, it was. Uh, it was first time buyer, and then luckily uh, my wife had got a credit, and then I got a credit, and then before you know it, it lowered it, and mm. you we only had to come up with like that's that's not that's good. Like four or five out of pocket plus with the credits, it just yeah. but I think the original price was like seven or seven to nine thousand, and we with the credits we got it lowered it to five. That had to come out of five. Four. See, like, and I didn't know that. Yeah. So I thought, in my head, I was thinking, when you got to put a down payment, I thought it was like 10, 20%. Uh, that, that, but that depends on which which route you go. Because that's insane. Yeah. That's an insane amount of money. And, like, I get why that throws people, like, away from buying homes. Yeah. Because, like, like, that's why I don't have earthquake insurance. Do you have earthquake insurance? I believe I do through my... Uh... Oh, well, damn, you're doing good, brother. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, through Liberty Mutual, there we go. Because that it, shit is we get crazy. a we get a, a discount through UPS through the oh, Liberty. Oh, okay, insurance. that's good because that shit is expensive yeah. so. and it's dumb. It's dumb. Have you like have you looked at how that works? No. Like the way I read it was, say you have your house be a total loss, you still have a twenty percent deductible. I'm like, you think I got thirty thousand dollars just sitting here to give you? Like you're out of your damn mind. Man. Yeah. Hell no. And it's, yeah, it's just extra. Maybe I'm going to look at that. I didn't know that. There's yeah. a discount through work? Uh, it depends on what your job is, but we I know we get a discount through yeah, Liberty Mutual. And at. there's another one. Uh, MetLife, I think. They work heavily with UPS because they'll deduct from your, your, like, through your paycheck. Oh, no, I'm cool. Then they take enough. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like... Twenty uh, $20, $30 here or whatever. Kind oh, of okay. Thing. Like, I might have to look because they always got pretty good deals at work. So we'll probably try that. We'll try that. Um, there's not much else to say about home ownership other than it's awesome. It's awesome to have your own space and own peace of mind and know that you don't have yeah. neighbors above, below, to the sides of you telling you you're being too loud. They're being too loud. You're having to deal with their shit. Yeah. They got roaches. Now you got roaches. All that shit. Yeah. Is all uh, the pains of apartment living, and uh, then when you got rent renters thing, it's like like I said, you're throwing money into nothing. So at least yeah. when you're owning something, you're 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 paying towards owning something. It almost feels like a better sense of community too. Yeah, like everybody is more prideful. Prideful. I mean, the, looking yeah. at my house, it's all dirty and shit. But whatever, that's just that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a dirty nigga. Like, I, sh- I shouldn't say that because somebody's gonna feel comfortable enough to say that to me. Don't. But yeah, it's all—it's it's a sense of pride uh, having your own thing and uh, knowing that um, at the end of the day, it's yours and you're working towards it, uh, being yours completely. Yeah. Now, I don't know how to transition into. What we got next? Well, we also think about kind of. Well, I guess we got to where we are here with comedy. Like, I guess in hip-hop and comedy. Like, it mostly from, from, I think I strayed away more from just wanting to be a, because like, I strayed away from comedy right now. Mm-hmm. And mine is more 
from just wanting to be home. I want to be home. Like it almost goes into home ownership. Like I bought this. Like, that's a lot of money we put into this. Mm-hmm. And I want to be here. I want to enjoy it. I want to enjoy the kids growing up into it. I want to enjoy all of that. And it's hard, actually. I'm not gonna lie. It's hard to be away from it because I still like pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. I I know for me. Stepping away from music, it was uh, a combination of being tired of the scene and realizing that it just wasn't for me anymore because I would rather take care of the family than be hanging. Not to diss the artist I know or any artist that do it because more power to you. I understand it's tough. Love and passion, and it's not easy. It's just I never really had a care for it when I was active. To be uh, like doing the whole uh, networking and being okay. at places for hours That's after the venue, about. and you're like, oh my god! Like you're there trying to convince people that maybe they should work with you, yeah. maybe you. And I, I never really liked doing that when I when I would do it. And the fact that like I knew th- there's mouths depending on me to feed them, it was an easy kind of yeah. no brainer for me. Like it was like, yeah, you I don't can. like the the bullshit with the what comes with. Entertainment, I guess yeah. you would say, because yeah. like you still love music. There's no yeah. way you don't love music. You can still like, I don't. know, It's weird, like, because for music you could do that. You could just do music. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Comedy. What the? F- I can't just go tell jokes in the living room. Like, I, there's I people could. that do it though. Like, I, could. I know people that do the TikToks yeah. and the insta and the Instagrams where they uh. I guess I'm old school with that. Like that's hard for me. I just don't know how I feel about. Oh, I'm very self-conscious about like I don't I, I like doing selfies and shit, but I don't like a video camera in my face and like you realizing that someone's gonna pick apart any movement. Fuck them. I get the, I get it. The one part I have a problem with is I'm I'm talking to myself basically. Yeah. I'm talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> like you see, hey, what's up there, people? And you're like, you don't know if anybody's listening. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I'm talking to myself. That's the hardest part for me to get over. Because it's like, I like that instant reaction. Like, you don't miss that part from doing music? Like, the. I, I, I miss the. The biggest thing I miss about uh, music now is the, the the instant reaction on stage. Like, yeah. going, like when you say that one bar, That's and what that I mean. person goes, oh. Yeah. Like, did you hear what he just said? Like, that. That's the biggest thing I miss about it. Because that reaction lets you know, yeah, I'm dope. Like, yeah. I did that shit. Babe. Oh, I didn't tell you that when we came to see you. Oh, well, shit, when I performed, no, I was terrible. I, didn't, I won't consider that a performance. But, <laughs> like, I remember one of my, my friend was out here, and you were up there, and she was just like, hmm, okay, all right. That guy's like a poet. I love it. And I was like, I forgot to tell you that. That's what's I up. I forgot to tell you that. I appreciate that one. Because that's a beautiful, those things are like, when someone compliments your writing, I could care less if they laughed. Right. They're like, oh, your writing is great. And I'm like, thanks, man. Like, even if they're like, none of it was funny. Yeah. But I see what you did. I see what you were doing. Like, that's probably my favorite compliment to get from doing comedy. That's what's up. Because, yeah, the the hours you put in, it it is something where you, when you hear somebody acknowledge... Yeah, you put in the time, and I can tell it was dope to know that someone can acknowledge that. I remember uh, I did um, 
I opened up for Talib Kweli, and there was some guy. Flex. Yeah, there was a flex. <laughs> uh, there was some guy. What the hell? There was some guy that uh, looked like Jesus. He was just randomly roaming around the crowd. And he goes, you. Yes, you, uh, you're you dope. Was it Prince? You're, that sounded like Prince. It was a... Uh, uh, He's like, you're dope. You're a, you're a lyricist. You're a rapper's rapper, and I appreciate you for taking the time out to be That's that. That's dope. Cause he did like he just ran like it just it was Jesus. Like it, it looked like, Jesus. and he just like, Jesus. you're a rapper's rapper. Like you you do this with the soul intent of the yeah the creating that you like the Jesus. words not a Talib Kweli with Talib Kweli you saw Jesus. I saw. It. You I, know that's, what? That could be. Misconstrued. That's fine. That's cool. You want to hear it's fucked up? What? I mean, my friend came up with this. It's pretty fucked up. We're talking about Jesus probably came back. And like what I said, I was like, yeah, Jesus probably came back. And you know, the way he looks, cops probably shot him. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, it's probably true. Yeah. It's probably true. It's a little rant. But um, yeah, yeah, that is a pretty big fucking thing. That's compliment a, when they compliment your writing. I love it. And that was a flex. That was a flex flex. And you tried to move past it. It was, you know, Talib Kweli is just no big funk deal. Master flex. No you know. big deal. You know, since the flex, <laughs> you know, I did do uh, some music for uh, oh, America's what? Best Dance Crew. You know what? We should just flex. This is heavyweight. Let's do it. This is heavyweight. That's all Let's it do is. It. We flex. We flex. I should, I'll, we'll flex as we go because I got some flexes in there that nobody, a lot of people don't know about. Okay, but it's let's cool. Do that. Yeah, it's let's, cool. Let's, let's, yeah, it'll be like you know, oh, this nigga's flexing. Yeah, you're right. But we're gonna go into this since we talk about some music. We saw Jesus there. I like this conversation about hip hop because me and you, I don't think we really talk about it too much like that about where hip hop is now and like how you view like the new school like. How do you consider? Because when I look talk about when I consider hip hop, I think of hip hop as a whole and not the music. Because mm-hmm. uh, I've had conversations with people and they're like, "Oh, I don't like this new music, man. It's not hip hop." And I'm like, "Why is it not hip hop? It's in the vein of what hip hop is. It's just a different type of music." I grow with the belief that, like, I noticed as I got older, um, I had to get out of the frame of mind of uh, just kind of trying to close out and go, "Man, I'm." old school with it because there's certain artists now because of my job I have to drive constantly so I have the yeah. radio on and like I like Jack Harlow oh it's popping it's he's popping. good he's good he's good it took me two months to know he was white that's good because I, I was just driving I said this shit's hard and every time it comes on and I was like one day I was like let me look him up I looked on Instagram I said who's this white I said wait a minute that's Jack Harlow <laughs> <laughs> no wonder he's never said the N word on there huh but he's dope. I thought. I think he's dope. I think he's the, good. He's really good. I think the only the thing is, he falls under. There's all different categories of hip hop. So like, there's people that are like I feel more earthy, that more in depth, wisdom, mm-hmm. spiritual, and then there's just people that are sur- surface it's value. That, it's just that, rap. He's in that surface value bag where you might get a couple of. Things that make you think, but at the same time, it's just something that you enjoy in the moment. You yeah. get entertained by it. Move on. It's not something that's going to think, and you're not going to sit there and think about it later. Because I'll be talking to people at work. Like, we got most people are like around my age, already 40 and on 30 something, early 30s. And when we talk about hip hop, like, oh, no, I only listen to West Coast and oh, I only listen to this stuff. Can't I only do listen that. to that. I'm like, man, you're missing so much good yeah. music. Like, it took me, I don't know when it was. You want to know what? I actually think it was. Young Thug, 
I actually think it was Young Thug, because at first, I fucking hated on Young Thug. I hated on Young Thug. And then there was something I listened to, and I was like, I'm listening to this trying to be funny, and I kind of like this shit. <laughs> this shit's kind of dope. And, like, as he evolved, like, I think his music is wonderful. Like, when you listen to him, you're like, some of the stuff he does, you're like, damn, he's got it in him. He's, he's a musician. Mm-hmm. He's an artist. But it took me a while to accept that. Because it's like, I grew up on Bone Thugs and stuff like that. Why mm-hmm. am I going to be listening to the dude in the dress? Which is fine. But it, it, I had to break that. I had to break that in my own head. Yeah. It takes time because you get so used to something and then eventually you have to tell yourself, am I limiting my uh, my potential growth as, as a listener? Yeah. Because you're trying to say, well, they're from the South or there's a new school or they're SoundCloud or they're this or they're yeah. that. And sometimes you just need to listen. And then you listen, you realize that some people are actually dope, even yeah. though they're not your cup of tea growing up. Maybe your cup of tea is different now. Maybe you, yeah, give you graduated, you know? Because they're artists. They are artists. That's what we forget. Is This is all art. Like, music is art. Yes. And it takes a lot to put into it. So give it a go. If it's not your cup of tea, it's not your cup of tea. Cool. You ain't got to shit on them because they're young. Yeah. And it's different than what we knew. And that's that was, that was tough. But I know a lot of older cats don't like the new music because it's not quote-unquote hip-hop. I think it's all it's all different realms of the of the the main goal of is being able to express yourself and having a a, a venue or a, a avenue to express yourself to the people, whether it be you're trying to make stripper music like Tiger, um, or if you're making you gonna give that to him. I mean, like nah, that's his, that's his bag now. Two like, chains, man. I'm giving two chains. But I, I think Tiger, that's his bag now. Like he he yeah. resurfaced or had a resurgence of of music because he was like, you know, let me I'm make the gonna, stripper music. I'm not gonna lie to you. I prefer him to be that though. Tiger, I used to dislike Tiger a lot because he wanted to be super blood, mm. and I'm like, fool. We all know you're from Diamond Bar. Like you could tell me what you want to say. I don't think he's going to listen to this podcast. And if he does, cool. He ain't going to beat me up. <laughs> yeah. He might know some people that might, but whatever. Ain't nobody driving this far. <laughs> but, like, I don't like that where it's like, we know you're not that guy. Yeah. It just, I'm, I'm, I'm a firm believer in being yourself. Yeah. Because if, if not, like, if you can't be yourself doing this, I, I guarantee you will feel miserable uh, as far as what you as far as the art, what the art means to you, because if you're yourself yeah. and, you're, and you accept it for it and embrace for it, it don't mean as much. Yeah, it'll mean so much more, more because you know people are, are are fucking with or rocking with the genuine you. Yeah. As opposed to whatever you created to be something else because you don't like who you are. Yeah. So you're probably right. Tigers. I'm sure Tigers in every strip club. I'm not. Whatever I said was no disrespect. If anybody takes it that way, that's on them. Oh shoot! I think we got to do that. I think we got to do that. The I want to hear your review. I know we're a week late. We had a week to let it let it let it breathe. Oh, shit. Are you let talking about? Are you talking about Jermaine? Jermaine Cole. Jermaine Cole. Jermaine Cole. Lion King. J Cole. Or get? Do I get to call him Young Simba? No. Young Simba. What you think, man? You, you didn't like Simba now. What's it called? What's it called? What was it? the fall? The the, the, the off season. The off season. The off. I almost called it the fallout. That's the, the fall off is the. Uh, the last one. Yeah, that was but, but it's going to be the the last one for him, supposedly. I don't... 
I don't really. Nobody just, stops. They're not stopping. Yeah, I don't believe in the retirement thing. I, yeah. If you're going to retire, you just disappear. Yeah. Like, you don't announce it. You just do it. Yeah, uh, you start rowing boats somewhere. You, go, you know, like, you just want that realizing. God damn it. Has J. Cole made music? In the, like, you want that. You yeah. don't want to be like, hey, I'm retiring. Like, you, I, anyway. Um, <laughs> the off season. Um, for me, the off season. See, the thing is, it's a. Uh, I'm conflicted because the off season is supposed to be a mixtape. It's supposed to be the continuation of his mixtape series, and mm-hmm. that is album. So, a lot of times because of how it's presented, you'll feel that this is an album because it's on iTunes or every whatever platform. It's being presented to you as an album, and then you listen to it, and it's very set up like an album, but then you realize he's doing one verse here, one verse there. Uh, I feel like sometimes throughout the album, he phoned in a couple of the features. Kind of like, that's what it felt like. Like certain art verses, you'd be like, it felt, it didn't feel finished. He didn't put in, put in as much as he could in. Yeah, like you're like, oh, you know, he came off on this verse, and then yeah. it just kind of like, it, it either went into a boss or whoever singing something, or out of nowhere... 21 Savage or uh, Little Baby comes in out of nowhere and you kind of feel like, well, damn, like, that could have been another verse, bro. Like, you could have, yeah, 21 Savage could be on there, but can I get two verses of J- Jermaine Cole? Dude, we've been waiting for you for this long and you can't give me two verses? On- That's funny. Like, so, like, I, the, the biggest conflict I had, and I I, I talked to my uh, my boy Maurice about this, was his lead up to it. We bring Maurice. We gonna make this happen. Yeah. Gonna listen to this. We gonna make you coming. You're coming to the, to <laughs> the got, podcast. We got an empty seat too, right here. <laughs> but the 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 thing that was conflicting was even how he rolled it out. So it was, oh yeah, I got an album coming, or I got the off the off season's coming. Like, oh shit, this is like a two weeks out. Oh man, I listen to in the whip. I'm in the whip. Uh, listening to the off season comes out May 14th. Okay, cool. Then, you know what? I was going to just give it to you as a whole thing, but I'm going to go ahead and release the interlude. Uh, oh, May okay, 15th, okay, May, okay, May 14th. Okay. And then you listen to the song, and you're like, see, when the interlude dropped, I liked it, but then I felt it like... It didn't get you excited. It didn't get me excited, and at the same time it didn't get me excited, it was something was like... I would rather digest this as a whole project than just That's a two-minute thing a week ahead. Yeah. And because the thing the thing about people are is, as listeners, what you release to us as the singles and the previews and the teasers, if that doesn't go in the direction the rest of the project is, people can wonder and think everything about yeah. your music. So. They can go, oh man, the interlude. If that's what the whole mixtape or album is gonna be, oh, I can't wait. And yeah, if they, if you end up disappointing you. that, now you. when it comes out, they're gonna like, damn, that shit wasn't what I thought it was at all, and it's a letdown. Okay. That so that was sense. my confliction with this. So when I went into listening to it, I was like, all right, I'm excited to see. Maybe he's on some uh, some political or spiritual, whatever, enlightened. Nope. I listened to it and I'm like, nope. He, just, <laughs> he comes in. I hear Cameron. I, I I swear to you, when I first played it, I had to look. Man, I said, I think I clicked the wrong thing because <laughs> I heard killer. I said, who? The, I, who uh, am I listening to the right mixtape? I thought I clicked on Jermaine Cole's 
That's off funny. season. So I had to look. I said, "No, this is the right shit." And he started playing. I said, "Oh, this is the intro." And I listen, and I'm like, "Okay, all right." He comes off. I'm like, "All right, that's the way to set it up, I guess." Yeah. I'm not. A, I've never been a, a, a camera fan or a Dipset fan, but I was like, "All right, that's the start of the album. Cool. Let's get into the next song." And then it it keeps this somber, just yeah. And I'm like, "What is it building up towards?" And um, was it Amari was the second song? Yeah. And I thought, and I was really. Looking forward to because Timberland was posting all over the place that he had produced on it. So when I think Timberland, I think something yeah, completely different. Know, yeah. I hear Amari and I'm like and dancing and stuff. Okay, so this isn't what I expect from a Timberland beat. And then, but don't you think that's kind of dope? He got Timberland to switch up. Yeah, I, I think it's dope. It's just not what, you what it was. Especially right, for waiting up. for so damn long. I, I. But don't you think that could be everybody? Yeah, that There's could be, be a every... lot of people that come. I, over that's why I feel, honestly, I just feel like you should have released it with no warning or anything. Just because, to be honest, I think Drake's album has to be amazing. Yeah, like it has to be. But here's he's. A I feel like with Drake. He releases so much goddamn music frequently. Yeah. That there's not a a, a, a lull or a, a low ball. Oh my god! Like anticipation built to where it, no matter what he could possibly feel like, it's like the detox. I don't effect. know. I feel like the certified lover boy feels like a a big buildup. So a better yeah. Deliver. But the thing is, he keeps releasing music to the new music so much that you're not kind of like. Oh my God! I wonder what Drake could possibly say because you're hearing him on the radio with something new every like damn near two weeks. It feels like fair enough, yeah. So, but with with J Cole was like, it's building up to something. We're like, man, I, he need to release some shit. Him and Kendrick, oh, they need to release some shit, man. I haven't heard something Drake yeah. been out in the summer. He been killing the summer for I don't know how long. We need to hear some shit throughout this pandemic. Drake been dropping music, yeah. And Kendrick and J Cole hadn't. But so, do you feel like it was? So you feel it was a. a a letdown. It wasn't down? bad. It was just wasn't what I was expecting, which let me down. Got you. Not that it was bad. I feel like, yeah, he, he showed that he had the ability lyrically. But I, the funny thing is, if you listen to his older music, I feel like he had way more creativity then than he does now. But the technical skill is better now hey, than I it think was he's, then. You're right. Because he is, I think he's just a better rapper now than he was then right yeah or, yeah but the music like if you listen to a lot of his music, music i was listening to the music on the way here yeah. and i'm like the older shit like oh my god well, no like, he has a lot of cheesy lines now yeah he throws a lot of cheesy ass yeah. lines and you're like why did you we, did, we didn't need that like yeah even like i don't have one off from this new one because there's a few but like even on one of my favorite songs that apparently song mm-hmm. he's like i'm hot dog catch up and you're like you couldn't resist. I get it, but come on, man! Like you gotta do I, it. I felt like the like the even in that intro, like he said, I put M's on your head. You Luigi oh, like brother, Luigi now. brother, yeah. I did. That wasn't clever to me. The only reason it worked because that that beat and song was yeah. hard. Where you're like, oh, okay, oh, you like, yeah. Same thing with the the other line. What was it? Uh, I got so many M's, like the like a Slim Shady video. That's cheesy. That was a cheesy. He had like, a few in there where he was like, like, shit, come on, bro. Because like, there's some songs where he's spitting and then he throws it and he's like, ugh. Same thing with the, that's my favorite song, the Hunger uh, hunger on the Hillside. He says, uh, what was the line? Uh, fuck. Hunger, he said, oh, he says, uh, one, they, these niggas don't want to see me one-on-one, word to Kyler Pratt. And I said, <laughs> word, nigga, like. We're doing one-on-one to Kyla Pratt. Like, we're, we're making references to old black shows on UPN. Like, really? Come on. Like, he does that every once. Not every once. He does that more often than he should. 
And it's no. kind of, but it's his music, I guess. He's in that. He's in that realm now, where he's like, I don't care. I'm just putting. Yeah. I thought it was a good album. I loved. I didn't love it, but I loved it. I just think it's in in the realm of what I know how dope Jay could can can be. That one's not gonna be played yeah. on rotation like. But the thing for me, it wasn't a. I didn't have skips. I didn't really have to skip. Yeah. So I'm like, that's a solid album. If there's no skips, that's a solid album. The problem is he's he's better. Yeah, he's better than what he's better. Definitely. But his work that he just put out is better than a lot of work that's come out. That's true. But I feel like in in the in the terms of his uh, his uh, bodies of work, that's not in my top. If if I'm picking, that's not going to be in like I don't think it's in my top three or top four. Like it's one of those. It's cool, but it's not to me like. Friday Night Lights, since this is a considered a mixtape, Friday Night Lights Better. blows this one out the water, like by by eons or uh, the warm up blows this out of the water. So it's like, and then like even the stuff he was releasing in between his albums, like that Truly Yours series, where it's just like three or four songs put together, that content created was better than this. So it's just it's like, the, oh no, I think I remember. I was thinking the one that he put out, the two pack that kind of. That kind of upset oh, the, me. The climb back yeah. and the uh, Lion King. That I don't like when that happens because he put one of those songs on, on the this, damn that's album. What, that's what like, I had, and the same thing happened too. So with that the was interlude. my one skip. Yeah, that was but, my skip. And the interlude. The, the interlude felt the interlude, like it was like a. At least that felt more like that was. This is going to be on the album. Yeah. That other one, I had no clue, and I was like, Why have I cult, heard this song? The thing that got me about the interlude too was the way it, the interlude sets up. It sets up like an intro. And then the fact True. that it's at the end of the album, True. just thrown, it just feel like it was thrown in there. It's not a real interlude. It's, it, yeah, it's just it's not an interlude. <laughs> it's, not an it's, interlude it's set up like an intro, and it's just towards the tail end. There's no, it's not the way it's set up. It's supposed to be leading into something, and it it's just there. Like I feel like this was just a collection of songs that maybe he was holding on to, where they didn't feel like it was a created body of work. Like it wasn't. Conce- co- cohesive, like it just felt like it was. He just put something out. He just put something out. He I was, got these tracks, bro. I've been sitting on them. You guys have been asking. Well, he's the first one to jump out on the ledge, though. Yeah, so because like, Kendrick, everybody waiting on Kendrick. Like, hey, that better not be <laughs> suck. Hey, that better not. If that's like everybody waiting on Kendrick, like if that's not good, I don't know how to accept it. And you got to think too, because Kendrick's bodies of work are all like they're they're. Poetry, like it, it, they're stories, like yeah. Good Kid, Mad City, To Pimp a Butterfly, to, uh, Damn, like I trust uh, them. I trust Section them. Eighty, like these are I all don't... like bodies of work where you're like, man, yeah. like you can listen through, and there's a point. This song connects to that song, and then like it tells a story throughout. J Cole never really necessarily had that thing J. with Cole's his albums. Like a rapper, yeah, he, he doesn't. Have I shouldn't the say albums. that. That's disrespectful. That's disrespectful. He, he has spit, his mo- spit. He can spit. It's just he never. His albums are a collective, like telling a story. It's just yeah. more like. But not everybody's in that realm either. Yeah, because that's the same shit. Eminem never told no stories till he got older. Where you're like, yeah. oh, okay, cool. Some of those stories are like, okay, that's like him and stuff. That's a hell of a tale. But it's like, God, that's an awful song. A great song, but awful. You know. Yeah. So your your takes on it is. I like uh, it. You liked it, I but like it, it wasn't. It was solid, but it wasn't. No, I've played it probably like three or four times. Like I like it, but I don't. I don't know what you else to do. You have quotables. Do you have like? Is it memorable to where like you're you're you catch yourself saying songs as you're? Oh, like uh, I think I have two songs I play over and over. It's probably 
Uh, we'll make it three. The last one, um, damn, you just said the name. Hillside. Hunger on Hillside. Hillside. And then Close. I play that yeah, all like the time. Close. And then Punching the Clock. Like, Punching the Clock. He even has cheesy lines in Punching the Clock. But I'm like, you know what? Like, I feel, and it might be the Dame on the song that makes me feel riled up. But those are those are mine that kind of. The only I think the biggest irk about me with J Cole, and he did it throughout this album, and it, I noticed a lot of reviewers that I would I watch, they they pointed out, but I never really noticed it as much as I did as on this work was uh the, as, as much as he references either being the best, considered the best, well, or and or money. Like he does it throughout the entire thing. Like there is. Like in songs where it could be serious, or or, or or and he'll put something in there that just kind of throws you off, and you're like, okay. Like even on close, like he says he's talking about, you know, talking about his homeboy and how their lives, and he's like, one day, you know, they're gonna consider me the goat. Like, yeah. and it's like it, it it's somewhere I don't feel like he can break away from it because he has to say it. it. Yeah. Like where I didn't notice it before until this. This is much like because oh by the way I'm the best and it's like but we know maybe that's just something that he can't and get it, past. but I but I grasp that artists are always supposed to consider themselves the shit but at the same maybe token, he knows he's not he just can't get past it and then like the whole like the the what is it a uh, hundred mil still on the grind mm-hmm. I feel like that was that that was the one consistency throughout I mean I got this much money I'm still trying to I'm this it. I'm still hungry. Uh, you can tell I'm still hungry. Uh, I make this much money. I'm, <laughs> I'm dope. By the way, I make this much money. You could like even on the interlude. Like I, I don't know how I could feel. I feel conflicted because like he at the end he he referenced Pimp C and Nipsey. You know Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ died at the age of 33. So did Pimp C. So did Nipsey. Yeah. But in the middle of it, randomly talking about some real shit or some real things. He goes, oh, by the way, like, you couldn't, you know, you couldn't Just touch me if go. you sell a double disc. Couldn't let it go. Yeah, it's like it still popped up. I'm like, God damn it. Just j- yeah. mm, just keep it. Maybe somebody pissed him off, though. Yeah. And I'm sure it wasn't Kendrick because he ain't going to say shit to him. Yeah. I know that. I know that. Kendrick's, he might, he might try. A problem. He might try, but he ain't going to say shit to him. But I know. I, I think we spent too much time on that. You're probably right. Uh, but <laughs> it was solid album. wasn't but the best. But watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Here's something I learned on the Joe Budden podcast. The intro to the the uh, the album was a uh, driving down the road, ninety five South. Uh, it started with Cameron, and when it was over, it was Lil John. So they went smart. from up there to that's smart Florida. I was like, wow, that was really Shout good. Shout out to Lil John. Yeah, that was really smart. But like I say, transition because I think we should speak on the podcast. Of the Joe Buttons. Joe Button. Of the Joe Buttons. You st- you, uh, you used to really like Joe, Joe Button. Joe Button was one of my uh, uh, influences, and a lot of people notice it. Like, or when they don't notice, I'll point it out, and they go, now that I think about it, when I, especially <laughs> when I hear your uh, your earlier mixtape stuff, you do sound like Joe Button. And I'm like, well, he was one of my big influences. Um, I think Joe Button as an artist is very dope. And no. um, Joe, I as a podcaster, he's genius. Cause he's he, really good. He, uh, I love that show. He really, that that's the thing about Joe Button. He's one of them dudes that knows how to make money. Like, he knows how to flip. Because originally, Joe Button started with 
after his career started with doing Joe Button TV, where he would just randomly have a video like hits tape. from the streets. Yeah, he would just have his video camera and he would be on tour or doing this or doing that, and he would randomly tell you a story. Like he'd be sitting there and like that's how he had the the samples of meeting yeah. Drake and uh, or being on uh, the house Slaughterhouse formed and or how like his ex girlfriends like to hear he even got known was because he would he kept a tape recorder or a camcorder on him everywhere he went and that transition to now they had love and hip hop mm-hmm. based on his format. He was ahead of the curve. And uh you get you're getting paid ahead of what people were doing. Now you're YouTube, you're you're vlogging and now everyone's following that format and then before you know it, vlogging turns into hey, people apparently like what the fuck I have to say and you turn that into yeah. a podcast and then I think he's genius. He's so. genius. Now what we're going to is with the uh him and his former co host. How he fired them, which is business. That's how that works. My question is, who's right? Is anyone right or wrong in that, first of all? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I just think it, it's... Like it's you know pers- what happened, right? With yeah, you, everything. perspective. I mean, if you... If, with the facts, I mean, it looks like Joe's wrong. Just because... Well, I don't know. But you don't know. But you don't know exactly what happened. But if they're just playing on facts, it's... So they wanted to know this, and you fired them for something they had a right to want now, to know about? Here's the weird question. If that's true, how did he fire them? Yeah. You get what I mean? And then and then that, that also paints the picture to make it look like he fired them because they were going to touch with, like, find something that... that made him look shady? But it almost, to me, makes them look a little... Because I'm... I'm I think both are not wrong, mm-hmm. but I'm more like, if what they're saying is true, and you're percentage based in all of this, and he's not your boss, if he's not your boss, then how could he fire you? If, then you should be getting paid from this podcast, period, even if you're on it or not. And that's the that's the, the thing, too, is the podcast originally, I remember watching it in the beginning, it wasn't, Maul wasn't there. No. I know Rory popped up, like, early but yeah. he wasn't there from the beginning but it was like Joe Budden had an idea they had other people those other people left yeah Rory pops up because I remember it was like a chick before and she left she got fired they had some beef Rory comes in Rory's chiming I remember that because when he was talking about firing the chick Rory was there yeah yeah yeah, we were just there, and it's like <laughs> it's like and it's kind of weird you see it now because now they're the on the outs and when I hear like some of the, the the couple of podcasts I've heard, there's new people in there yep. that are doing the exact same thing. So I'm like Rory, Corey. I'm like, who the fuck is Corey? Yeah, like, gonna get fired. Yeah, too. like eventually it's gonna happen to you too. But um, and he's said it damn near on the like this show would be better if it was just me by myself. And I'm like, oh, y'all just go. Those checks must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's a kind of question of also mixing business with friendship like it because i mean i felt like when you really look at it, at the end of the day joe button brought in two guys that probably didn't even have a thought of being podcasters True. didn't have a and he just said you know what come along with me man let, let, you can make some of this money with me so does that that means he's at fault to me yeah because he was mad that they asked to see the books yeah cool i get it because you're like i'm paying you that hurts me 
yeah. that you would even think that. And in their head, they're like, no, we're just trying to see the book so we could eliminate anything. There's no nothing. Which makes sense. But it's like, that's his fault for allowing it to be that situation. All right, and Yeah, and then some would say for them to get that comfortable to feel like they can come in and say, we need to. And it's like, wait a minute, you need to see what? Like, I don't think, and in, in, in the grand scheme of it, they're not really created equal because... I mean, the damn thing is called the Joe Button Podcast. Yeah. It's not called the Rory and Miles. Well, yeah, the way they said it is their percentage is much less Lower, than yeah. his, which is obvious. So, it should be. Yeah. So it's, it's – I'll – I guess – I don't know. I guess I'm going to that one because it's like how – I don't know. It's weird because it's like to that, it's like they should be able to – have that percentage and still like even with them being fired. Yeah. They are not wrong in the fact that that nobody cared about that show until they were all together. That yeah. I think I think people cared. I think it got more it worked. Tra- yeah, it got more traction because the chemistry was right. So, yeah. So it was like if they sign something then it's just just be stop. We're not even going to argue. Don't feel bad that somebody asked you a question. So even with that question being asked, because supposedly they're supposed to be doing their own podcast together, I already know how I feel about it. Do you feel like they would be successful without him? For a little bit. For a little bit. And so, is my conclusion the same as yours? The reason why that they would be successful is because they want to know how they do without him and or what they'll say about him? I don't know. I don't know if it's that, because I wouldn't listen to it for that. I wouldn't listen to it for them talking about Joe Budden. Because I like, I actually like Maul much more than Rory. So I'd be listening f- more for Maul. His reaction to things? Yeah, just the yeah. way, because he, he's like, he's good at Chillax. chilling, sports and all that stuff. Yeah. And like, some of his takes are just wild where you're like, oh, okay, I hear you on that. Like, his Donald Trump and all that stuff where you're like, oh, you just like this fool because he's entertaining. You like, you already know government don't care, Joe Biden or whoever it is, we still niggas yeah. at the end of the day. So I was like, I'll take that, and I like him for that, but at, for how long can he ride that? How long can he carry that? And I don't want to doubt anybody, ever. Like, let him grow. I think both of them are both great supporting characters. Like, I don't think that they're, like, focal points to where they're going to carry a, um, a podcast for long. Like, I no, think yeah. in the beginning it's going to be entertaining, but they're going to need that. What I feel Joe Button is is like a firecracker. He's the one that can get super turned up. And super like and suddenly be like the, the the calm, but he's the yeah. They're they're reacting off of him. But and I think they're smart enough to know. Okay, so our format's different. That's Maybe they go get because Maul has all those uh, NBA uh, and industry and all that yeah. relationships. So maybe we do an interview-based podcast. Yeah, that might work. That would, like, yeah, that would work. That would be what they had because they it's see like was his brother's bigs right? Mm-hmm. So. You think he don't have connections in yeah. the industry? It's like, do as many interviews as you can. You have to have a lot. Run that way. Because if they try to, yes, I do agree. If they try to run it on their own without any different format, it's not going to work. It can't stay. So, yeah, Joe Budden, fire him, whatever. Do what you got to do. But you did it wrong. I think he was wrong the way yeah, he did it. He the was, way he did it, yeah. yeah that should have been behind closed doors. Yeah. And Those and, ain't your homies. You could tell me those are your homies. Those aren't your homies. You don't do your homies like that. Yeah. Like, no matter what. <laughs> and he, yeah. 
But I think that hurts him a little bit. But he'll he definitely has a, a messy way of going about it. And but you can tell he's a two fucks given kind of guy. Like, oh, yeah. I did it, and you get over it, blah blah, and move yeah, like it's that kind. Yeah, yeah, like businessman, like a businessman. So I don't know. I just went into that just cause just curious on your take. Yeah, like, we'll be cool. You can uh, you can fire me on on air. <laughs> <laughs> Cool, that's less work, Nick. <laughs> but shit, I don't know what to do from that because I got a lot of random shit in there. Like we got the Lakers coming up. Like, uh, god damn, that one hurts. But I feel like they can win it again if they get their shit together. Basically, Anthony Davis get in the paint. I saw somebody or an article asked that question. And they said, uh, "Can he be the focal point, or like, can it all be on him?" He don't and have I, to be though. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. I know he he. Uh, I know it, for me with LeBron being present, it makes it it should make it make it kind of easier just because you're not. It doesn't have to like that. They're not closing you out every yeah. night, and you don't have some option. Did you watch the last game? I haven't watched a game in a long time. Listen, bro. now if you watch the last game, you like Anthony Davis shot probably like five threes before he was like down in the paint. You're like, nah, why are you to, he has to be, he has shooting? To be He's just hanging out at the three point line. I'm like, you're almost seven feet tall. And you got Andre Drummond to play off of. Yeah, and you wonder why people call you soft because you standing at the three point line waiting on the ball. Like you can't be shooting threes. That should be that should be on some twin tower shit at that point. Like if you have the height, yeah. you have the ability, and you you can dominate the paint. I get now that the, the league is this whole uh, three or die league, but if you yeah, got if the you size, can use cut it. the paint out, then whatever you yeah. scored. Oh, you shot all those threes. Well, I scored a hundred and eleven in the paint. Uh-huh. Good luck. I said Drummond should have Shaq like numbers with LeBron and AD. Don't. But. AD one stand at the paint or out the paint like what, that's soft because that should the team should dread playing them knowing mm-hmm. what's in the post oh mm-hmm. my god we gotta deal with both of these motherfuckers in the post like you think shit. the Clippers did that for real what? they said they ducked them yeah I I think so just because I mean look at it like they're having no problem with sitting the Kawhi's and 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 Whoever George for like supposedly resting them, uh, I wouldn't just strategy based. I mean they're desperate now because right now if they the don't win round. now if they don't win now yeah they're they're I think their fear is getting further in the playoffs because so if I if, if they're, I'm a betting man yeah I think they did that shit on purpose mm. because you gotta think like I think they have yet to get to a conference final I think that's. That's bullshit, though, on their part. Yeah, I think it's bullshit, but I definitely think that they're strategy based. That was there was definitely strategy behind it because they figure if we don't have to play the Lakers now, we ain't got to worry about them right now. Maybe somebody else will knock them out, and we can get further in the pl- playoffs. But then I, I still constitute being the best by beating the best. So yeah, I don't oh. get where. Oh, let <laughs> you look at that game they one. Lost, yeah. They lost to Dallas. Dallas, I, I I hope they beat those. I hope they smoke those fools. 
I really do yeah. just off of that. Off of that alone, it's like you're telling me you ducked out. So you disrespected Dallas, first of all, like that. And you can't even get past them. You don't deserve anything. Kawhi should go play somewhere back in Canada. <laughs> he should have been a Laker, but again, for the spirit, I give him so many props for that, for going against the grain and being like, I want it myself. I mean, so I give him props for that. I really think he uh, regrets his running mate. Oh, yeah, Paul George, he's trash. I won't call him trash. That's the wrong thing to say. I'll say it. I can't fool, I can't even Paul touch George the backboard trash. anymore. I said it <laughs> I've said it for like two or three years. Paul George is trash. I knew Paul George was trash when he had the opportunity to go to the Lakers and he chose uh to bail out and this is before LeBron and anybody was there. He bailed out uh and stayed to play with uh Westbrook and the Thunder. Oh, cool. And then I was like and his reasoning was he felt and I was like, dude, you don't want to be the man. That's just let's call it what it is. You're afraid to be the guy that, that they they'll blame. I believe that. I won't call him trash. He's he's. I think he's a wonderful player. Don't he's get just, me wrong. He can play. He's soft. He's trash. He's soft. His mentality and how he goes yes. about shit is trash. That's what it is. So that's what I'm saying. Trash. I, don't get me wrong. He could he fucking whoop my ass in basketball any day. But I'm saying, as far as how he approaches basketball and his mentality, he's, he's trash. Scared. He's scared. He's soft. His, he and then even his poor sportsmanship when they played uh, Damian Lillard, sub Dame Lillard, Dame time you probably never hear this, but when they played Dame Lillard and he and he hit that three pointer from all the way out there and he said it was a, a it bad was a shot, luck, it was a bad shot and yeah. he was like, dude, he beat you, leave it, like leave it be, yeah. don't come in there like sour or on some on some hate shit saying it was a bad shot. What I'm say it's a bad shot, even though. Yeah. Dame keeps doing this time and time again. I take these shots constantly. Dame will do it on purpose. Like, oh, on is it a purpose. bad shot? Yeah. Let's do it the next game then. And, to open the game. But he's proved it ain't a bad shot for Dame. Yeah. So it was like, just to just say it was a, you know. So he's weak. Lucky. He's a, he's a weak-minded yeah, player. he's weak-minded. Like, absolutely. So that's why I say, don't not to say that he can't play. It's just, I, I if, I'm, if I'm Kawhi, I'm regretting the choice I made because I'm looking at this guy like, how am I going to win a championship with that guy next to me knowing that he thinks this way? True. True. Kawhi looks as if he's not happy. With yeah, because I've seen the picture they've caught, and he's looking like, I fucked up. We could say, like, Kawhi <laughs> always looks that way, but, but I like, feel like you can tell he feels like, that like, like, I fucked up. Like, I should have found mm, a different running mate damn it. than this guy. Like, Well, uh, I guess I'll call LeBron to next yeah. year. <laughs> so I definitely feel... I, and I think Kawhi is dope. I just... And I don't think he really thought about that. Like I, like he thought he had the formula, and he was like, "This." I think he does. He playoff, just was it playoff P? What they call? But yeah, playoff P, right? He's not playoff P. He when he gets in the playoffs, he is a whole he disappears. Di- yeah, he's a disappearing player. So. Think James Harden's gonna do that this year? I hope not. You think he's gonna do that this year? I think he might not because he's more comfortable. Yeah, he's more comfortable. But I don't know what that says about him. I don't like James Harden. I like James Harden, but I what just, does that say about him? If he can't do it when he's on his own, you ha- it's like that's like the dude who can rah rah when none of when his homies are there, but he's by himself now. I mean, I just in my honest honest thing, I don't think a player's ever. I said artist, but a player's never done gotten to that mountaintop that what he's trying to beat because yeah. out of most of them, he's the only one that hasn't gotten. Well, and that team has gotten to the ch- uh, championship. So for him, it's like 
it means more because he really wants it that bad. That's why I think he's changed his style as, yeah. as far where he, he's not – he doesn't have to be the guy that takes every shot, whereas before – in Houston, he had to be that guy. Yeah, but now then he didn't make none of them when the playoffs yeah. came. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, what does that say about him? Does I that mean, say the same thing? Like, he cares, but is he in the same boat as Paul George at that no. point? Well. It's like, bro, you went over seven. Like, on three, what are you doing? Like, yeah. regular season, you was killing. I, Did you get scared? You're like, oh, this is my moment. That. Side of the backboard. He didn't do it, but you know. I, <laughs> I think we got to weigh, weigh the options when it comes because. You can say the same thing like Kevin Durant. Yeah, I when could. He went, when he went I to could. Golden State, like All it was of one them. of the things where it was That's like, the generation we're in, though. It's like, you know what? I need to go over here to win. And he went there to win, and he won. But, like, is his championship the same as, say, another person who actually, you know, grinded it out? Yeah, if Dame wins, Dame, I think Dame is over them. Yeah. In all honesty. No matter how many championships, if, it, if that one championship is – you know, that was Dames. Yeah, that's, that's your <laughs> championship. So, like, I mean, like I said, we'll, we'll weigh it. I think. Because uh, if they win the chip, you're supposed to. Yeah. I think if Brooklyn if they wins, don't, you're like, you're supposed to. And if they don't, it's a, it was a waste. Yeah. You got trash. I'll say trash on that one. I'm like, you got three of the top ten players on the team. Yeah. And you can't figure that one out. Like, me and you should be able to go there. And, like, I'm going to stand in the corner. I ain't defending nothing. I'm standing mm-hmm. here, and then y'all do what you got to do. Yeah. And we just win a chip with them three. <laughs> yeah. With them three, just fucking Kevin I'll make 12% of my threes. And you, you figure, like, it's a, yeah, it's the easiest it should be for all three because they're all by themselves, the, the man double and triple teams by themselves. So yeah. the fact that they – there's three of them, and they spread it out. It should be something where, if it, if it goes, yeah, it. you can't defend because uh, if you close out on one, then that one's open. If you close out on him, he's open. Like, and if this motherfucker's passing like this, like where he can throw lobs, any, it should be a no-brainer. It should. They, if the Nets don't win this year, then it was a waste. Yeah. What are we at? What are we at? Twelve minutes. We've been talking. Twelve? No, I don't know. I don't know how to read this damn thing. Oh, that's yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. We've been going a while. I don't know where we started, but we can keep going, going. We can keep going a little bit. Yeah. Well, how much? How much we got? I still got like other stuff with rap because we went another place. Like uh, there was something I heard an interesting conversation about Hispanics and hip hop, and one guy feels like they don't get the shine they deserve. And I was like, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Are we saying as far as ability or? Or like just like the attention, like because like attention. there's some people, because there's some people like 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 Snow the product. She's the dope. She gets mad attention. She's independent, and she's dope. Like yeah, but how many dope. of them are with? You don't see none of them with like the bigger artists. I get what that dude was saying. It's like if you look at it, the industry's like. You don't see a lot of the Hispanic rappers. On songs, we're like, granted, yeah, they're from different areas, like, mm. but like the baby and little baby and all of the big names, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, Lil Durk, I guess, just signed a, a Hispanic rapper from out here, actually, which was wild. But other than that, it's like there's a there's a there's a a group or a 
section for hip, uh, Hispanic rap in there, but it's not close. It's not close to the same. Yeah. Because it's like, what was the, the last big one was Lil Rob. And he's local. Like, you're not you're not going to, yeah. like, to we probably like, Midwest and be like, yeah. Lil Rob, and they're like, who? Like, yeah. Baby Bash. Did, did Baby Bash leave here, though? Yeah, isn't he, like, thriving in Houston right now? Okay, we're going to <laughs> go beyond that. <laughs> but I'm saying, yeah, he didn't go past that. But I'm saying, like, there's, yeah, there's not, I, I can say that there that hasn't been a. I don't know why that is. Is that just the thing that we have in our cultures? Like, I don't, because the thing is, it, it's hard to say because I don't think we might dictate what's popular, but we don't dictate what they allow. Like, we don't control, like. The industry, you mean? Yeah, like the industry. Like, the industry, we can't really control what they deem because yeah, you already know when they put the, when the machine puts it in play it's in play like yeah there's people they push so heavy that you're like you're gonna eventually be a fan because they play them but if you're independent like don't you have control of that a little bit to be you, like hey let me do some songs with some of these guys like, like, even listen to, say, to them if that you know what i'm saying like even to say with like snowden product like she's popular super popular independent but she's still not cardi b popular like where yeah. cardi b is like they're going to force her on you, yeah. whether you like her or not. But that's because she has a machine behind her, mm-hmm. pushing her to the point. But to when her. has the machine ever been behind a Hispanic artist? That's what I'm saying. I don't, I've crazy. never seen it. I've like, never thought about it. Yeah, I never. But like that is more to be said about the industry, I feel, because the industry is like. Yeah, that's just weird to me, though. Cause there's, it is weird. When you look at Hispanic rap. There is a huge market there. There is. And I'm like, how is this getting missed? Like, I never thought about it until I heard that interview where I was like, yeah, you probably might be right. Like, it hasn't and been it has, driven. Yeah. And it's the, I think the machine controls it all. I the shit. Cause you I, feel, I feel bad. Because it would sell? Look at Bad Bunny. Bad I know Bunny. A lot of, yeah, I know a lot of dudes locally that have mad Fan uh, fan base just off of sheer love alone, like yeah. that. Just people rock with them heavy, and they're getting like mad views on YouTube doing this. And it's like if their machines behind them. It's like, well, I, I they clearly yeah. can do it by themselves. So wouldn't you want to invest in that artist? And because they only pick the artist that like speaks Spanish and stuff like that. Yeah. I know you know like because I've when I think about like Mexican rap and stuff, I always think about like. Those motherfuckers are rapping in English. Mm-hmm. And they're rapping, rapping. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like, like you said, the machine's like, we don't want to hear that. And they can, tr- they dictate it. And that's what sucks, is they dictate it. But the, the dope thing about being independent, there's still money to be made independently. Yeah. But as far as pushing it to the masses, like, to where, like, like, like a household name like Drake or uh, fucking... But I would like to see. That would be cool to that see. That would be cool to see. It's just... I don't get... I've never seen... I didn't even think about it until now. Because, like, like you said, Lil Rob, he ain't cross Texas. No, but he's uh, he's known here. Like, yeah. And that's the dope thing. He's I'm not known going here. to Ohio and they're going to be like, hey, you heard that new Lil Rob? They're like, yeah. I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and that, that sucks. They deserve it. They but do. I don't know what I can do about that. Just play, start playing Hispanic hip hop. Or yeah, uh, maybe we get to the point where we have a sleeper, no, uh, no, no, no. hot sleeper 
things and we play things that we like. And I like that. If we get it popular enough, it actually catches on and we help. We should, like, let's brainstorm together, huh? Right here? Yeah. Because this is what I put one thing for future holes. Like, I was thinking a good idea. We might be able to go, like, uh, sometimes every once in a while, like, a couple interviews here and there. I'm down with it. Like I know can... I know a few artists and a few people. Yeah. Like, it, I mean, it don't even have to be, like, artists. It could just be people. Just people. But it's like, because we got two different realms of entertainment that we could yeah. draw from you know what i mean and you got homeowners and uh people trying to uh be uh young black men young black owners of of their businesses that we could help women too sorry women yes uh i think that would be cool i like the sleeper idea and then i don't know what do you think we should do with this though well, this probably isn't the best thing to do but you know what this is this is being with the people should we yeah. go weekly monthly Bi-weekly. I think we go as much as we possibly can now. And then uh, once we get a, a comfortable feeling and a, maybe a... Uh, what the hell we're doing. Yeah, a more structured base of what we're going for, then we'll know exactly how often we do it. Yeah. Because I feel like if we can get it to where even if we do it once a month now and then all of a sudden there's a demand for more... Or like you get feedback from people, and they're like, "I would, yeah. I would, I would like to hear you guys shit weekly." Or I would like to hear you guys like insight. Well, if it's possible and the money's to be made from it, you can do it more frequently because now there's a revenue source that makes you be able to open up something. So, whoever's listening to this, let us know. Tell us something. We're gonna put it somewhere. So, yes, please give feedback because that's how things work. That's how things work. Yes, like we ain't Costco, shit. Yeah, we got families, families that are families to feed and uh, ambitions. Like I, I'm right now. I'm doing, I'm writing a mixtape as I'm trying to figure everything else out. So I'm doing music little by little, just because I wanted to do a mixtape, just because I felt like it uh, yeah. for my own benefit. And I mental know health people, wise, like mental does that help you wise, mentally? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I can see that's me with comedy. I lose my damn mind when I'm not doing it. Yeah. And then... And that, that's my plan. Is I, I had d so many different ideas with a mixtape. Uh, but, yeah. Are you going to go concept or what? Uh, one concept I had, this one's just to get my feet wet. But, going, like, yeah. my whole eventual plan is to do a mixtape where I go back to beats that I've done in past mixtapes and albums or whatever. Hmm. Redo them now at my ability now. Show and grow showing growth and saying, oh, you remember I did that rap on that beat this time? How do I sound? That's dope. Mature. I like it. And call it Back to the Future and some Stutter McFly. Oh, that's dope. That's actually smart as fuck. Marketing. So, we got to learn that. We got to learn that. Any marketing efforts? Why am I not cussing? <laughs> I've been cussing the whole fucking time, so I'm, I'm sure I've said some cuss shit, but <laughs> like we on the right. You efforts. We yeah. gonna need. We gonna work. We gonna work with some folks. We gonna make it work. So that's how I feel. If you're interested as well as uh, if you have ambitions and you're trying to figure out maybe the behind the scenes stuff and you're yep. like you're trying to test the waters of ideas you have far as marketing or whatever, like let us know. Yep, it takes a team. It takes a team. We going. I'm like I'm in. You if in? We got a, if we have a full team behind this, then that makes the makes the the push more yeah. possible. So. 
Yeah, more hands, more push. It's just like rugby. Yeah. It's just like rugby. Hey, if you push the power harder than they push the power, you're good. So we got to roll. But we're going to roll either way. We got a lot of uh, ambition and just ready to do it. Yes, sir. And I, it took a while to get back to this because I, I know I had a couple people out there that said, man, when are you going to do another podcast? And when are you guys going to do another episode? Oh, they liked this? You liked it. Oh, man, and I don't talk to nobody. Cause... So, and they were <laughs> like, right, I can actually listen to you guys. So, oh, okay. So it's getting our feet wet again, and I'm sure it'll get smoother and more cohesive and more flowing yeah. and fr- as, as time goes on. So right now it's literally back to st- step one that it was from the original episode two or three years ago. Yeah, grinding. Now it's... We're going to make it work. Now we're a little more established with life. Yes. So let's yeah. do it. Um, as long as I don't end up on OnlyFans, that's all. I don't give a shit. I'm talking about, I don't give a shit. Put about, me on OnlyFans. I'm talking about hurting. Like, like I'm in desperate mode. Like, I, I don't want to be there. Why? You don't get it. Yeah, I mean, there's, a, there's a market for everyone on OnlyFans. I know that. I'm talking about as far as I don't want to be, like, slinging pipe or anything on OnlyFans. No, I'm going to sell my feet. You're going to share your feet? Yeah. My feet are disgusting, and I guarantee you I can make some money on OnlyFans yeah, with my feet. Yeah, people with feet fetish. Yeah, I don't care. You can do what you want to to my feet. I'm just behind the camera. <laughs> nope. I'm gonna say like there, I wonder if there's like these like these weird avenues where people like want to like hear you talk like like degrade them, but like yes. on some black shit like probably like there's a girl that's turned on by thinking that you're gonna rob them type shit, and they're yeah, like, hey, a, I'll pay you to world. make me like, oh my god, you must have never been on Craigslist for money. Shit, huh? Yeah, go read the stuff on Craigslist and you'll go, oh my god, these people are gross. <laughs> I want to pay you to act. Yeah, they're gross. It's gross out there. So, I know I can make some money on other fans, but I don't want to go there yet. So, is this where we ended or are we just going to I think we should call it. This feels good. This feels like a good place. I have no idea how long we've been talking. We've been talking a while. So, that's for damn sure. Let's not kill them with it. Don't, don't, don't do the Fetty Wap. We don't want to do the Fetty Wap. We can't give them all the gold in one shot. Mm-mm. That was good. It's gonna, it's gonna take, it's gonna take some time, but it's gonna be cohesive. We'll have like a, a sign off and all right, that we'll shit. Know we're ending. We'll do all that. So thank you guys. Appreciate it. Much love. Uh, we'll keep doing this. Again, this is uh, feedback. Stutter McFly and, and Kevin Wendell Ellis. We'll go with that. Junior. And this, this is heavyweight podcast. He's out. Oh, we almost did it together, huh? We almost said heavyweight together. That was. Well, we did heavyweight podcast, so we could say. No, we're not gonna do it together. We're not the Olsen twins, nigga. All right, right, thank y'all. Peace. Later.